Hello, and thank you for listening to the Founders Corner podcast, hosted by AJ Prasad. Join AJ as he sits down with business owners from around the world to discuss their business struggles. As an entrepreneur and proud owner of many seven-figure web-based businesses, AJ has dedicated himself to helping businesses of all shapes and sizes grow. If you would like to reach out to AJ, fill out the form on our site. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Founders Corner. This is AJ, and with me I have Sheila Pagdaman of iTutorU. iTutorU has been established since 2015, but will be taking a tech-based approach soon. Sheila has also recently been nominated for Forbes 30 and 30 in 2017. Congratulations, Sheila. Thank you. And how are you today? I'm well. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. So, great. So, so please tell me a little bit about your business and its successes until this point. Yes. So, the business is a traditional tutoring company where we go into our students' homes or meet them at library or coffee shops. And in the recent past year, we've decided to take a different approach and make it more mobile by creating a mobile application to link up those um, students and parents together and to reach a wider scope of um, population because right now we're just based in Southern California. So, so can you explain when you say mobile, what do you mean by that? It is, is it still going to be face-to-face -face or, or now it is going to be uh, wireless? Right. So what I mean by that is that uh, the business will be moved on to a mobile application, like on your iPhone or your Android device, mm -hmm. but you are still going to receive the tutoring in person. We do online tutoring as well, but the bulk of our uh, clientele is in-person one-on-one tutoring. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay, so uh, so I you know I'm, I'm, I get it. So it is one one on one, but but it is it will be through the smartphone, right? Instead of face to um, you know meeting in person, correct? No, no. Um, the actual linking up. So just like how you um, can. Yeah, so just like how you get on your phone and you can get a car through Uber to pick mm. you up and take you to your destination, you would get onto our mobile application and you would go through the, you know, the welcome page and enter in what grade you are in and what subject you need tutoring and as well as your city and then we will link you up with a tutor nearby. So it's all oh, geographically perfect. based. Perfect. Yes. So so that that is good. So that's where you are uh, you're going and and when do you think that this uh, mobile application will be live? We hope to have it live by the end of the year. We're kind of almost in beta testing, um, so we've been working on it hard behind the scenes, but the goal is to have it by the end of 2017 out in the market. Okay, fantastic. So I think we understand and my audience now understands what you are going to be, what your business is and where you, you know, plan to take it. So let's get to your questions, uh, you know, about do you have any you you have some specific questions yes. so why don't you just go ahead and ask of course so what is your best advice for spreading the word of this mobile application to my clientele to parents and students what marketing advice do you have for me you know the since you are you are trying to spread the word of, uh, for mobile application obviously uh, i think that uh, social media is going to be your best venue uh, and since you already have a base of your, uh, you know, both customers and tutors, so you right. can use them as a launching pad to launch uh, to to spread it among, you know, their friends and followers, uh, 
and then these days uh, the uh, most of the social media platform lets you uh, you know lets you go to similar think of it as a similar uh, uh, customers uh, just by so so for example Facebook you are able to upload your list and based on the your list they will create a profile of other people who should be seeing your ad because as you know uh, just because it's tutoring and and I think you and I will agree that almost everyone needs some level of tutoring the kids right. but it, it's really up to the pa parents who are um, who decide this you know and then not all parents have the same uh, uh, I would say focus when right. it comes to the, what how the education should be done for their kid so what what you uh, what you want to do is have your current list and and based on that you can really go and launch to what I call the similar people same thing is true with the with the tutors since you have a list of tutors you can you can really uh, use that list to to not only of course you do social media and you exp, uh, you ask tutors to talk about you on their uh, platform whether it's Facebook or whatever uh, and and announce the fact that you are looking for more tutors but also you can you can use the list of tutors to to target similar profiles to uh, recruit more tutors so that so that would be my best advice in the, in the short run I think social media is going to be our best uh, platform okay excellent thank you for that I appreciate it um, what about Instagram do you have anything to you know any advice to give me in regards to Instagram you know, um, so Instagram obviously has the has a very similar feature. It's owned by Facebook, uh, so you can try Instagram also. Also, uh, my advice to you is that you really want to pick one platform and and perfect it before you try to get on on a different platform. One of the big mistakes uh, that I see many startups or small businesses doing is they uh, what I you know it's almost like uh, you can see a peanut butter approach where you throw a little bit everywhere so that hope, hopefully that you'll get some bites uh, mm -hmm. versus what you would find that most of the really established successful companies they focus on one medium and, and they don't go to another one until they have dominated it like in my previous world which was pre-internet uh, we used to only medium for advertising used to be TV, radio, newspaper, and uh, direct mail. And we never large companies never said, okay, we should have put some dollar amount in TV, some on radio. It was always like, okay, what is the amount that is required for TV? And once once we have totally saturated in TV, only then we will go after the radio audience. So you want to do the same thing. So yes, you know. You have LinkedIn is probably also a good approach, uh, good uh, platform for, for again reaching these. Uh, you know, I'm I'm looking at the parent profile, right? Uh, and so those those parents, generally speaking, professionals are more, uh, maybe more of your customer, you know, audience. So if it makes sense, if you already know who your um, customers are, you can go to any platform and you will find social media platform. You will find those people. I, I mentioned Facebook just because you have 1.6 whatever you know two billion people already there and the, in the US 
67% of the population I understand is, is on Facebook. So mm -hmm. you can, so it gives you a, a much bigger audience where you can select an area like you can just do Inland Empire or you can do Orange County or, or just California. Uh, and then you can define who you want and you can expect to find a lot of uh, people uh, there. Now I, I will also you know do one more caution for you since you are thinking about uh, you know if you are going going there focus on your target audience of 25 to 200,000 in the beginning because what you don't want is to spend a lot of money to find out that this was uh, not working. Uh, right. You know, since you pay by click, so so if you limit your target and you say, okay, this, <clears throat> I want this ad to be exposed to 25,000 of my target customer, then you know that you have a limited exposure and you'll be able to uh, calculate the return on investment. Probably. Got it. Thank you so much. That's mm -hmm. really valuable advice. Um, so then my next question for you is, what's the best approach to a work-life balance when you're in a new business adventure like I am right now? <laughs> you know, someone who started also, I, I started my um, my life as an entrepreneur after being in corporate for a long time. Mm -hmm. And in corporation, I was um, one of the fortunate ones to move up very quickly and, and you know, got into leadership role very early in my career. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I will tell you that even in corporation, people who are, who are vice president and higher, you know this uh, the the work you know work life balance is is very tough one so in the business uh, i will say the best approach to do that is you you have to decide at the very early stage what function you want to focus on and where you want for example to hire someone or uh, outsource it you know or whatever you want to do so so the approach that i will suggest to you is you should create a, a you know sit down and, and create like an org chart for your business so if every assuming that everything was running uh, on all cylinders what kind of org chart you need so you know generally speaking you have a CEO you have a, a chief operations officer you know chief operating officer you have marketing you have sales right you have finance so when when we start as an entrepreneur, you do everything, right? So uh, so at some point you you want to see where where you have the biggest impact. So for example, you may be doing all the financing, and and I'm just just giving an example. I'm not saying that you are doing that, but you may have learned uh, QuickBooks, and you're entering all the information in there, and say you're spending five hours or ten hours a month on on that aspect of business now that what you're doing generally speaking <clears throat> the activity of inputting information and everything is not giving you any uh, return right but it is urgent you need to do that uh, so but something like that you can go and outsource so you can hire a part-time uh, bookkeeper and may cost you a couple of hundred dollars a month and all of a sudden that frees up your time right so so uh, my advice to you is First, create the org chart and say where you are the best fit. Okay, mm -hmm. so so at least you know that going forward, when you decide to outsource or when you are able to do that, you know uh, which ones you want to do it first, where you want to get the right expert and and all. 
Secondly, break down the, the time that you are spending. It will take, you know, a couple of weeks. So you will be able to, to jot down, I would say, you know, uh, take five minutes break every four hours or so and, and go back and say, okay, what did I do and how much time that I spent on it. No, you don't have to be exact. You can, I'm not saying that you have a, a stop watch and, and judge it, but you say, okay, 30 minutes I talked to this uh, customer, uh, 15 minutes I went and do, so, so have that. And after a couple of weeks, if you compile that, you will know where you are spending your time, right, for, for running your operation. Just trust me that as a, uh, unless you do this, uh, uh, do you know do this uh, particular work it's very hard to understand what we are doing I, I got into the same uh, I'm telling you based on what I told what I did for myself because mm -hmm. I was also going crazy and and I felt like uh, you know I was just running like chicken without head every right. day in the business until I <clears throat> took a step back and say why the heck I'm doing this this you know this is going to cost me hundred dollars it will save me X hours or uh, maybe I don't I don't need this client because I'm spending 10% of my time with mm -hmm. this client and and still cannot keep him happy I mean I, I there was a time when I um, I went out and I fired almost 30% of my clients just because they were sucking up too much of your time so you really have to be very deliberate see where where your hours are going and you want to make sure that you are um, you are spending your time on the things that will make the biggest impact for your business okay. and, and and generally speaking um, uh, Sheila that is not going to be your what I call the urgent uh, uh, issues right so every day when we start our work we walk in and you have like five urgent things and say you know five important stuff that you want to do uh, the urgent stuff is what I call um, you know band-aids so it's like bleeding you know I better go and and put a band-aid there uh, otherwise I'll get infection kind of thing you know I want happy customer is yelling I have to go and take care of him and the important things are what you have to do like like in your case for example making sure that the app is done right doing it and all so the important things does not have a short-term impact but that's the most important thing you do for the long term of your business so it you have to become very deliberate and then you know it may uh, it may uh, mean that you know there are some initiative you want to don't want to do right now you know to have a work life balance uh, but the idea is that break it down and see where you should be putting most of your time which which where you are creating the most value for your business and where you may it may make sense to to either not do it or um, or go and get a uh, you know help get some help and many okay. of the things that you do that that I was doing when I started was really low value work if you can pay someone ten dollars an hour to do something why would you do that on your own because then you're paying yourself ten dollars an hour right mm -hmm. right you're right so it's, it, it requires a lot of thinking and perspective changes Hello? Okay. Did I answer your question there? Yes, 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 you did. Sorry, it cut out for a second. No problem. Yes, um, and then my next question is, 
what is the best method to start over if something's not working in a business? Like I hit a slump in terms of clientele mm -hmm. and then I would have other t moments where I had too many clients and not enough tutors and I really couldn't figure out what exactly was changing in my approach or if it was just the climate of the season where I was uh, requiring to have a lot more on my plate at the moment because of whatever reason I couldn't really put my finger on it so what is the best approach to starting over if I feel like my business is slowing down in some aspects? So, so there, there are two components of it. Uh, for almost every business that I have worked with, and I have worked with many, and I, I, I have had, like in my corporate world, five different kind of uh, corporations. Uh, when I'm saying not just corporation, like five different kind of businesses. And now, of course, uh, I have my own businesses, and then I'm, I, I consult with, I have over 50 clients right now. Mm -hmm. And what I have, I have uh, seen is almost, no matter what is your business, there is a, um, you know, there's a seasonality factor, right? So right. first thing you want to do is before you decide that something is working or not working, uh, it, you have to give it a time to make sure that it's not the seasonality, right? So uh, maybe it's summer and that's why uh, kids are on vacation. So you don't, you're not getting as much, uh, you know, uh, as many hours, tutoring hours as mm -hmm. uh, it was in the spring that kind of thing. So, so first part is you want to make sure that it is not seasonality. Uh, the reason why it is not working is has, has nothing, has to, you know, if it, there's an external uh, thing that you cannot control, then, then you have to kind of prepare for it, right? And, and make sure that your workforce, it's almost like all the retail stores that you know, they always hire a, a lot of people during the uh, Christmas season, right? because mm -hmm. it's a shopping season and they need more employees. But then in January, they will lay off those people because they know that they don't need, they're not going to have that many, same number of uh, customers walking in. So make sure that it's not, uh, it is not seasonality. And if it is not seasonality, uh, then if you are, say, you launch a marketing campaign and one time it worked very well, and next time when you launch it, it did not, maybe mm -hmm. because you are you are going after the same customer, so you already got the bigger bigger chunk of it. Uh, so that requires really thorough analysis, Sheila. So un unless unless you give me the very specific situation, I won't be able to comment. But like I said uh, to your answer, mm -hmm. I would make sure that the seasonality is not the reason. Uh, right. If, yeah, you know, if if January of last year was good and January of this year is not very good, then of course I would like to look into it and see what, what the heck happened. I mean, why? But if January is good but February is, is down from January, then I don't know uh, if it is seasonality or not. So I'm not saying that you just don't do anything, but keep in mind that it could be the seasonality. And, uh, and, then, uh, and then, then of course, if, if it is the business part, marketing, then you have to, I'm sure that, that you're already doing it, but any marketing that you do, you have to have, you have to really analyze what is working, what's not working. Uh, so if it is, when, if you are saying, say you're doing uh, Facebook marketing, then you have all the analytical data. So you go and look at the analytics and say, oh, 
why is the conversion not as good uh, this month? And then, then you know, you can start to, to dig deep and try to find the answer. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I think I, I do need to utilize those tools to my advantage because it, it seems random at some points, but I'm also very new to this business in terms of we did, we were founded in 2015, but we didn't really get the ball started until the fall of 2015. So mm -hmm. I haven't had enough data to really look at the big picture and say, I think it, this is when we have a down season and this is when we have an up season. So exactly, exactly. So, so you see that, you know, those things only come with experience. So right now you are in a very startup phase right. uh, and at least you know that you have a, you know, you're, you have already validated your business. Right. So, uh, so, so now, now you're looking at the scaling level. How do I scale it to the next level, which is all of us, you know, when you start from scratch, that's what you do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, all these, uh, uh, the these analysis is required, but but be uh, just anytime you do any business activity, uh, just plan it upfront. How you are going to? What are you expecting? Uh, what is your expectation? Just don't do it anything random, and also make sure that you monitor it and and you analyze it to see what kind of result that you got. That's the only way you will just every next thing that you do will be a little bit more effective than the, the last one. I mean, I, I always say that in business, there are very few home runs. Uh, you just incrementally, you do slightly better. Your batting average keeps on increasing from 200 to 201 to 207. And, and eventually, you, you reach a stage where, where you know that you are going to do this and you're going to, to get that. Right. Uh, it takes time. You're right. I do. And you need to have a little bit more um, patience with that because it, it does take time. And, you know. I, I know exactly what you're saying. You know, we have, I, I've gone through the same thing. Uh, in, uh, I always, someone was telling, asking me, someone was interviewing me, one podcaster asked me, uh, so, I'm, you know, where you are today, is, is it what you expected? And, I, and my answer was, no, no, no. I expected to be here 10 years back. So, um, and I've been in business for 13 years only. So, of course, my expectation was totally unrealistic. Now, when I look back, mm -hmm. but, but like you're saying, you know, you have to be, you have to shoot for the sky and you have to have that uh, uh, expectation. But at the same time, of course, we all have to be, be realistic. Otherwise, you give up very quickly and say, hey, this is not working. Right, absolutely. You're correct. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Your advice has been very valuable to me. Wonderful, Sheila. I think that you have a really great business going. Again, congratulations yeah. for getting nominated for Forbes uh, 30 and the 30. Thank you and, so much. And good luck to you. It looks like, uh, you know, when, when you go to the next level, maybe we should talk again when you have a different problem. I would love to, uh, yeah. to see when you are at next stage and what challenges you are facing at that point and see if I can help you. Yes, I would look forward to that. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Sheila. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Founders Corner podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to follow and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. If you're listening through one of these programs, visit our main page at www.gmrwebteam.com forward slash the Founders Corner.